I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 69. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, for a long time, I've wanted to share with you someone that had a huge impact on my life and our family's life and a whole generation of young Christians. Uh, His name is Keith Green, and Keith and his wife Melody really rocked the Christian world in their songwriting, their speaking, their influence, and uh, Melody as an author. I want to tell you a little bit about Keith because there's probably never been anyone like him and will never be anyone (laughs) like him again. Um, He was one unique young man. He was raised um, in a very interesting background. He was raised in Brooklyn, born in Brooklyn in 1953, but he was raised primarily in California. And when he was 11 years old, he was the youngest songwriter and uh, performer to be signed by ASCAP, which uh, protects the uh, copyright of original music. Uh, Keith was raised uh, in a home where his parents were Jewish, but they were not practicing their faith in any way. And they actually were adhering to the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the founder of Christian Science, which is neither Christian nor scientific. But um, Keith was raised with a lot of confusion spiritually. And when he was in high school, he ran away from home and started living kind of a wild, hippie life, got very involved in drugs and Eastern mysticism, was very uh, involved with psychedelic drugs, And during that time, he met another uh, young seeker after truth named Melody Steiner. Melody also is Jewish, but she came from at least a mother that was practicing uh, Judaism. And they became best, best friends and boyfriend and girlfriend. Keith moved in with Melody and as he was just so full of life and so opinionated and he started rearranging her life and her possessions and it became a little bit heated at times but through uh, their seeking uh, really wanting to know who God is is he real is giving our lives to a God possible and is he someone we can know And each of them separately, first Keith and then later Melody, came to the Lord. Keith was performing at uh, different clubs in uh, the San Fernando Valley where they lived and seeking, seeking desperately for truth. Keith came to the Lord, as I say, and then Melody did. Melody did soon after. And at that time, they were working as songwriters for CBS in Hollywood. And they became friends with Randy Stonehill, which was one of the first original Jesus People musicians. They also befriended Phil Keggy and a lot of the early Christian uh, Jesus People in the music industry. And they also came under the influence of Winky Prattney, who worked with YWAM, and Leonard Ravenhill. Uh, Leonard Ravenhill, a great uh, apologist, 
in the area of revival and studying the history of revival and what brings about revival and how we can, you know, enter into revival ourselves. And Keith started writing music and performing it. And he and Melody just started studying the Bible morning, noon, and night. They were praying, they were fasting. And the Lord began bringing people to them, and they started housing unwed mothers and kids that were trying to get off drugs and homeless kids, runaways, everybody and their brother, people that needed a way to grow and come to the knowledge of the living God. And they started opening their house, and then they had so many people that they bought the house next door to them, and then they had so many people that eventually they had seven houses total there in the San Fernando Valley, and everybody was ready to just throttle them because the neighbors were like, who are all these hippies, and what are they doing in our nice middle-class neighborhood? At one point, they had 75 people that they were feeding and housing and caring for and using their income from CBS to support this ministry. And some people nicknamed it The Greenhouse, subtitled Where You Go to Grow. So Keith and Melody immediately had this huge evangelistic influence and then also um, just a heart for the needy and the lost, a, a real generosity, sacrificial giving, uh, really putting your life on the line for Jesus. As time wore on, uh, Keith uh, signed a contract with Sparrow Records, and he became their biggest income-producing recording artist. And the first album he did was, um, let me think, I wrote them down and I'm trying here. For him who has ears to hear. For him who has ears to hear in 1977. And one year later, this is how prolific Keith was as he was writing song after song after song, some of which Melody was helping him write. Uh, then he uh, recorded the album No Compromise, 1978. It's one of my favorite album covers of all time, um, showing a bunch of people bowing to an idol. Looks kind of like the time of Nebuchadnezzar and three guys standing up as everyone else is bowing and people shockingly pointing at them and the title, No Compromise. In 1979, Keith became very convicted that he did not want to sell his albums commercially, that he wanted people to be able to buy the albums at whatever they could afford. This was a radical and unheard of concept. And Billy Ray Hearn, the uh, producer at Sparrow, Keith met with him and told him what the Lord was saying to him. And Billy Ray, there's no reason he should have let Keith out of that contract legally, but he said, Keith, if I don't let you out of this, I would be fighting God. And so he released Keith, his best <laughs> producing uh, artist. And Keith and Melody uh, moved to Lindale, Texas area, where Second Chapter of Acts and some of their other friends, Winky Prattney, Leonard Ravenhill, had also moved to Texas. Uh, YWAM had a big base there. 
And they uh, decided that they were going to produce their own albums. So they mortgaged their house and they produced So You Want to Go Back to Egypt. And Bob Dylan was a, um, did a cameo on one of the songs. And then they went on to produce the Keith Green Collection, Songs for the Shepherd. And, um, and then I'll tell you what happens after that. So Keith and his family are living out in Lindell, Texas. They have a huge piece of land. They put in an airstrip so that um, the different ministries could get in and out of there easily on a little tiny plane that they leased. They got a young man who had been in the Marine Corps to be uh, their pilot, and they started uh, producing a newsletter called the Last Days Newsletter, which went on to become Last Days Magazine. And again, everything was free. If you wanted one of their albums, you just sent them whatever you could afford, even if it was nothing, and they sent it to you. The newsletter was completely free. You just had to sign up at a concert or through the mail or through the newsletter, and they would send you a free subscription. And the, the newsletter was so formative um, during the really the end of the Jesus movement, but more into the years where people were growing and being discipled. And um, Keith and Melody would write these very, very intense articles. I remember one that Keith did, uh, actually that Melody did on gossip that I will never forget. And then after the issue had kind of expired, then they would print them as tracks and you can still get some of these online and they will rock your world. Um, some of the songs they were writing at this time was, were, uh, Oh Lord, you're beautiful or asleep in the light. Your love broke through, which Phil Keggy, uh, covered. You put this love in my heart. And then with Melody, Keith wrote a book, a, a song that is in pretty much every hymn book in America, There is a Redeemer. But they wrote hundreds and hundreds of songs. They were songwriting machines, and the Holy Spirit was just giving them more and more creative ways to share the gospel in concerts, in recording, in writing. Um, and so as they had a whole team of people, they all of course had moved to Texas and they had a big staff and people uh, working for them and serving. And they uh, had some visitors come, John and Dee Dee Smalley. And John and Dee Dee were about to go plant a church, I believe it was in Connecticut. And they had six small children and they had promised their children a plane ride. And so Keith went and got the pilot and they had been fasting they used to fast one day a week in the ministry and so they were fasting and so Keith and the Smalley family all were you know getting in the van or wherever to go to the airstrip and then one of the children Josiah uh, who's three years old begged to come with them and Keith opened the van and then little Bethany, who's only two, said, oh, can I come? Can I come? And Melody, in her heart, said, no, no, leave, leave Bethany with me. But she knew Keith would override her because he was always so full of fun. And, and so little Bethany got in the van and off they drove. And Melody was pregnant, and she had one other uh, one-year-old child, and she was pregnant with her fourth. 
And um, very soon after the plane took off, it crashed. The plane was 445 pounds overloaded for the weight that it was to bear. Um, the the dear pilot was blamed for the it was it was considered pilot error um, in the crash, and um, everyone was killed immediately, burned. And Keith was only 28 years old, 28 years old. And the things that he had accomplished in just a few years of walking with the Lord, the fervency, the intensity, the passion that Keith carried with him and that he communicated everywhere he went. Are you familiar with my literature-based approach to education, but still unsure of what it looks like for your family? For over 30 years, I've helped families custom fit their children's education to their specific needs. The beauty of education done this way is that it fits like a tailored suit. If you find yourself making do or wondering how to best help your child, or you simply have questions, I'm available to you. Consider booking an appointment today. You can visit my website, caroljoyside.com forward slash consulting to learn more. Fill out the book now form and my assistant will be in touch to schedule a time that works for you. Don't lose sleep over unanswered questions. Let's work together to make homeschool simple. Now back to the show. Um, after the crash, I would say that it was a crash that rocked the world and particularly the Christian world. And most of us remember the day that we got the news about the crash. He was a colossus in the Christian world. He was a true prophet. So he was outspoken. He could be rude, cantankerous, opinionated, um, certainly not diplomatic. But yet he had a heart of gold. He was generous, sacrificial, giving, a fabulous father, and absolutely adored his wife. Absolutely. She was the love of his life, and, and he was the love of her life. After Keith died, two more albums were released posthumously that had already been recorded. One was The Prodigal Son in 1983. And did I mention, let's see here. I don't know if I mentioned songs. Oh, yes, I did. Songs for the Shepherd. He had been working on that um, right before the crash. Um, so that had been released. But Prodigal Son was after in 1983. And then Jesus Commands Us to Go. Melody took unrecorded things and footage from concerts and um, created an album um, Keith and Melody went on their only first real vacation because they were just serving night and day. And so they went on this vacation. They went to Europe with the intention that they were supposed to rest. But it was far from rest because they hooked up with some people from YWAM. And they became very close friends with Lauren Cunningham, the founder of YWAM, Youth with a Mission, and also John Dawson, who is one of the leaders um, with Youth with a Mission. And when they heard they were going to Europe, they said, oh, we've got to show you all of our bases. And they had castles and all different ministry opportunities there in Europe. And Keith and Melody traveled the world during that 
that trip. And when they came back, they, their hearts were forever given to missions. And so Keith began to do concerts where he would uh, sing his song, Jesus Commands Us to Go. It should be the exception if we stay. And he challenged people in those concerts to stand up. And he talked about Operation Mobilization. And he talked about uh, YWAM, Youth with a Mission. And there became a wave, a missionary, short-term missionary wave that Keith and Melody really um, covered the United States and I imagine parts of Europe with this call that we are called to go. They were also very close friends with Barry McGuire and uh, the, the folks at Second Chapter of Acts, Buck and Annie Hearing and, and those folks. And um, they began to really grow in grace. Before Keith died, he realized that he'd been a little bit too intense. And so he began to write articles um, before he died in the last day's newsletter, really kind of balancing his, some of his opinions with the grace of the Lord. And um, he, he was a bright light, as I say, and I almost wonder if his impact has been even greater because of the shortness of his life and of his ministry. Uh, you can get Keith's music. The Keith, Melody um, basically gives everything away. And you can go on Keith Green, the website, and you can listen to his music there. You can also get it on Spotify, Apple Music. And I, I just pray that you and your family and your children uh, will be raised with this man who will challenge you he'll make you laugh he'll definitely make you cry and uh, I love to read biographies as many of you know and so many years after Keith died Melody wrote a biography on Keith's life and it's called No Compromise No Compromise it's been on all my book lists as is his music uh, subtitled The Life Story of Keith Green. It's written by Melody uh, with help from David Hazard. And um, it will really challenge your life. He was not easy, but the world is such a better place. And I love Winky Prattney's um, intro to the edition that I have. This is the, um, let's see here. This was copyrighted 2000. Uh, and this has an introduction by Winky Prattney. And he, he starts out by describing someone who was just very rude, very opinionated, was always getting into trouble. He was blunt. He was funny. And then you think it's going to be Keith, but it's actually Martin Luther. And then Winky talks about how prophets can rub us. They can really get in our faces. But we're so glad for the ministry of the prophet. And that's really, truly what Keith Green was. He was a modern-day prophet. And he will change your life. And I recommend that you raise your children listening to these songs. I always, when our son was a little boy, I would always clean house to Keith Green blaring because he was a brilliant pianist and he would 
bang on a piano until the piano would just shake. He had so much energy, so much enthusiasm. Um, when you're around his music, it will change you, it will shape you, and you'll never be the same. So I introduce my friend to you, Keith Green and his wife, Melody. Thank you for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, caroljoyside.com, to subscribe to our weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings.